Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Thought Leadership Podcast and the Speak Your Legacy series. And this series is created for you who are leaders, who are conscious visionaries, impressive, beautiful humans who are here to impact the world. And I created this series to inspire you and support you in the journey of finding your own legacy. There are beautiful people out in the world who are creating impressive conscious heart-centered missions and my intention is to bring them to this episode so you get to meet them to hear their stories and learn from them so we together can create a co-elevation and today judy v is here with me she's the founder of attune to prosperity and she has an incredible life experience and knowledge that you're going to share with us today welcome on the show judy thank you Dora. so good to be here really appreciate it thank you pleasure and we are going to talk about a beautiful topic today that is potentiality and overcoming challenges and the reason I want to talk about this is that as an entrepreneur as a leader there are always moments when we are seeing the vision and especially if you're a visionary entrepreneur like most of our community are you have these big goals big dreams big aspirations and with that comes sometimes challenges and sometimes you have control over them sometimes you don't and today we want to have this conversation with Judy how you can navigate challenges so you can overcome them and more than overcome them thrive in your life with the challenges that come your way and Judy is there something that you can introduce us with that can help us to get on that journey when it comes to that sure uh, absolutely um i'm pretty much known as the challenge person so, <laughs> so um i honestly do believe i think this is an incredibly important uh, valuable discussion it is also an advanced discussion you know which which um which is the journey your listeners are on and, and that it, the fact that we can have this conversation now is incredible. Mm-hmm. And that essentially, when we are able to lean into challenges and start seeing them as an act of love, rather than something to try and push through, try and run from, be overpowered by, but look at challenges that come into our life especially when we have big visions especially when we have big dreams and we're stepping out into the beyond our comfort zone into the unknown there will be challenges mm-hmm. but when you when you experience them when you step into them when you lean into them and ask yourself the quality question well how is this an act of love where is the love in this experience I have learned that when you ask yourself that question, when you seriously are honest with yourself, you surrender to the information coming to you through your soul, you will find the love and the perfection in that experience that will allow you to take such incredible quantum leaps, be out of the field of predictability, which is what you would inevitably create when you're trying to push through or run from a challenge and you experience something extraordinary on the other side, which is potentiality. I have seen this so often and it it, is not an easy one to take because some people say, yeah, but like, 
how can you look at what's going on in the world how can you see that how can you say that challenge is an act of love because sometimes we're faced with some pretty hard stuff pretty scary stuff and it's hard to see it as an act of love and I get that totally the thing is we're more than just this mortal human we're more than this body we're more than this blood and skin and bone and brain we're more than that this is just the human version of us we are a soul we are a spirit and as Einstein said we have forgotten that gift of what I call our soul set we've forgotten that intuitive gift we've forgotten that connection with our angelic self and we have promoted the ego to master and it's the ego that gets triggered by challenges and responds to challenges, but the soul doesn't because the soul knows it's part of the journey that we are here to experience in order to in order for us to come out the other end. So the 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 way of understanding or the way to navigate um, and embracing challenge as an act of love is to take your human on the journey. I'm not saying that the human is not gonna be hurt with a challenge or disappointed or feel violated or feel threatened. Then I'm not, you will, the human will. And it's okay for the human to respond to that as appropriate for the human. But as, as soon as we can to lean into the challenge from the soul place, from a, from a coherent place, heart coherence, our activated energy centers, coherence from our soul place and lean into it and really surrender to asking ourselves the question, where is the act of love on this? And you take your human on that journey because your soul, your spirit is so much greater than the human. And it's there, it's through that journey that you step into creating, manifesting, co-creating with the universe things that you cannot imagine with your current thinking. It's impossible to imagine with current thinking. And that is the field of potentiality where you have, where you, where you, what you desire is created. It's there, it's done. You are calibrated, you are in match, you are, it's there, it's done. There is no amount of the human emotions or the human's perspective that is going to deter you creating that which you desire that's what on that is what's on the other side of challenge when you see it as an act of love wow wow there is so much to take in on that conversation and what i'm hearing is almost another life philosophy on how we approach life uh, you mentioned ego being in our center of of our journey and that feeling of that you are in control, you are in control of your journey and somehow that you can already predict, you talked about predictability and that we are predicting a path, we are predicting a plan. And when that plan is not going the way we want, it can be small or big, there is a resistance to that change that is becoming with the challenge even harder because we are resisting that journey we don't want to go on that journey and therefore we are staying in the predictability if i understand it right and we are staying in that predictability and we are forcing against it rather yes. than to lean into it 
and surrender and see it as an act of love and see what's there because yes with that we are releasing the resistance and allowing the grace to come in to lead us to something much higher much bigger yeah. is that I, I try to formulate it with my words to find the words to what that means in and would you say that it's in alignment with what you you just mentioned it's beautifully put it's so beautiful that was wonderful it's exactly that because the universe will the universe is love the universe is the high levels of consciousness consciousness of synthesized emotions which is love compassion empathy gratitude and appreciation that is the universe the universe is always there to serve us it works with us, it serves us. It only knows love. It doesn't know anything else. So anything it will put in our way, anything, it, anything the universe puts in our path is an act of love. It's, our, it's the human that applies meaning to it. Mm. It's a human that will judge it and have perceptions based on past coding, based on past conditioning, based on beliefs and past experiences. It will apply a meaning to it. But the universe from it wants to take us to where we desire when we are holding a vision of what it is we would love the only way we can grow into that vision is through our challenges that's the only way we can take quantum leap growth of evolution is towards our vision is through our challenges and embracing those challenges does mean stepping out of the comfort zone stepping away from what you are predictably assuming is what is coming or where you're going and lean into the challenges and what you find on the other side is is a whole field of potentiality where you have actually taken a quantum leap now and you are that person to handle the elevated energy of that space that's what happens on a soul set that's mm -hmm. and i something that i've started to understand is that so long now we have focused on mindset mindset you know and fit help you know shifting our beliefs and shifting our um understanding what our vision is and understanding our purpose in life what our values are um understanding the value of elevated levels of consciousness and um and heart coherence but that in itself is limited taking a step further into what i call the soul set being guided by our higher self, our angelic self, our superconscious. That's where the, that's, and this, that's the seat of our being. The gateway to that is obviously through heart coherence and activated energy centers is the gateway to that. And when you step into that place, um, that's where there are no judgments. That's where you see the perfection in everything. You might say like, you know, people might be thinking yeah great that's great so many people have said that but how 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 do you know how do, how do you do this what what is it and it is and it's one of the things i i do work with people on is like how do you shift from living in the form or in the human and being triggered and living because we respond to our autonomic nervous system that's what the human responds to and when we you know how do you step out of that? How do you, how do you not respond to that? Because challenges obviously trigger our sympathetic nervous system and biologically we respond. And this is why it's so important to live in that um, 
place where you are more and more and more connected to the higher self, the superconscious self. That's a process that doesn't happen overnight, no more than leaning into challenges and seeing challenges as an act of love overnight. It's a process. But the more we become aware of it, the, the more we are aware of it, the more we will start seeing and getting evidence of it being, a, being something that rather takes us closer to what it is we desire than pulls us away from what it is we desire. Because we are addicted to predictability. We're addicted to seeing evidence of stuff but in the field of potentiality you need to surrender you need to understand that you can't see what's there mm. you cannot see what's there with your vision the universe is omniscient omnipresent it sees everything it understands what's good for you on the way and you as your human have to become the person to hold the energy for the vision that you have so from my perspective, Dory, if I may take a few moments to talk about why I am so passionate about this and why I can say without a shadow of a doubt that there's no challenge you can possibly experience in, the, in your mortal body that you are not greater than mm -hmm. and does not serve you. Yeah. My background was what I was locked up when I, from when I was about three years old until I escaped in my early 20s. And I was tortured and used as a slave. Um, in every way you can imagine. Um, I was tortured in ways that it is a miracle I survived. Um, the most brutal home abortions with no anesthetic, shot, stabbed, thrown around. You know, it's horrendous, right? Um, and I remember when I was about 14 or 15, I had the first of my what I've become consciously aware of at least out-of-body experience and it's not unusual for some for people who are going through extreme challenge to to experience this type of thing some people have near-death experiences out-of-body experiences and so I remember the first time I consciously had it I I believe I had it before but I was not really that consciously aware of it but this particular incident it had been a really rough torture about 10 hours or so non-stop and I remember walking into the bathroom I remember I totally isolated from the world not socialized not educated nothing so I walked into the bathroom this one morning it was in Ireland and I walked into the bathroom closed the door behind me and I walked over to the hand basin and I remember feeling like a piece of meat I lived only because my heart beat. That's it. That the only I felt like nothing. I felt nothing. And I remember going over to the, the hand basin and looking in the mirror, and for the first time in my life, actually seeing me. I it's the first time I had obviously seen me myself before, but I it's, it's like I saw me, mm. and I saw I found my eyes looking at into my eyes, I was looking into my eyes beyond my physical form, beyond the threadbare, light, light blue, torn, nighty, beyond the bruises on my face, the blood on my lips, and looking into my eyes. And I remember reaching, almost like feeling like I was reaching into my eyes and I grabbed something. I, it grabbed onto something in my solar plexus. Now that's very interesting because what I've come to understand is the solar plexus is really, is the seat between um, human, 
is that is the is the is the seat between our human on our, in our energy centers and our superhuman mm. our superconscious because we have like the three the three below we've got the 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 root energy center we've got the sacral energy center we've got the solar plexus energy center and then from there is the heart and when you enter the heart and you've got the throat the third eye the crown it they're the, they're the access to our superconscious but so much of our energy is trapped it doesn't get beyond the solar plexus and mm. i remember holding on to there and i called it for years my something mm. i wasn't i didn't know what it was i had no language for it it was my something and in that moment, I was transcended and I was outside. It was morning, it was cold, winter morning in Ireland, but I wasn't cold. And I had this incredible moment of such expansion. I felt one with the birds. I could hear the birds' feathers. I felt one with the leaves on the, on the tree rustling. I felt one with the raindrops on the window. I felt one with, I could smell grass being cut somewhere. I was one with that grass. I was one with you. There was no separation. There was no separation. And it was the most expansive feeling. They, what happened next was this thing just washed over me, this feeling washed over me that I had no idea what it was, but it was powerful. And as I looked into the bathroom, I could see this scraggly, skinny, traumatized girl. And in that moment, what I did, what, what happened was what I was feeling washed over her. And what it was, was love. Mm. Pure, beautiful universal love not chemical love that we experience in the human but the most beautiful exquisite love beyond that i experienced the most extraordinary compassion and empathy for those who had tortured me throughout the years in that moment in that moment i healed i healed myself of everything that I had experienced up until that point and everything I was yet to experience in that moment. And I was able to have compassion and empathy for those that were my captors. Beyond that, what happened next was, and yet even still, I have yet to articulate enormity of this but I could see infinite parts in front of me that would be my life infinite it was more than I could actually hold on to and I would could I could see it but not able to put a think the words in my head just see it because you know sometimes if you experience something you've never ever ever experienced before it's you can't quite put words on it yet it's that moment is how I experienced that and then but I just knew a feeling that I would live an extraordinary life I had no doubt about that I knew that I knew that now what felt like forever that out-of-body experience was probably just moments I came back into my body And when I was walking out, 
the girl that walked out was a different girl that walked into that bathroom. I walked out and I knew with my something, there is nothing you can do to my mortal body that will ever break my spirit. I knew that for a fact. And that was my, that was my spirit. That's what I leaned into. That's what I had to hold on to. Here's the interesting thing, but somewhere between coming back into my body and leaving the bathroom, my head, I knew that I would escape. I knew that. There was no doubt about that. I knew that. I knew I would create a life. I knew that I would, um, I knew that, and this is the bizarre thing. It really is very bizarre. I knew that I would get a job in merchant banking. Why merchant banking? I have no idea. I didn't even know what it was, right? Um, Stockbroking. I didn't even know what stockbroking was. I would get a job in shipping or oil and gas. Why? I don't know, but they were the four things I knew I would do by the time I left the bathroom. You're talking about somebody who's 14, 15, no internet, no, you know, living in Ireland, there were like two or three television stations. I mean, it wasn't like YouTube, you know, yeah. you have now. Yeah. It was a different time, okay? And I just knew that they, that would be what I would do. And, but because, and here's, here's again, the interesting thing, I had no question how? How am I going to do it? It's ridiculous. There was no meaning applied to it, no judgment applied to it, none of the human involvement, just faith and trust and knowing. It was done. Mm. I set about over the next few years, it took me another five or six years to escape. Again, aligned timing, everything has aligned timing. I was not attached to when I would escape. That I just knew it. I knew it would be right when it's right. I just knew this wasn't a rational thought. It was a knowing. The mind rationalizes. The mind logicalizes. The soul doesn't. The soul knows. So I set about teaching myself about money and finance and business over there and educating, taught myself to read and write. I was fortunate because my energetic shift, I was able, even with my captors, to get the information, get the books that I desired. I taught myself, sure enough, five or six years later, I escaped in the middle of the night. I took with me a book, Wuthering Heights, <laughs> just that book, and I took a painting that I had done, and I took some scraggly old, old, old clothes. I had a little packet. That's all I had in the world. I knew no one, I knew nothing. And I escaped in the middle of the night. By the next day, I was in London. And when I escaped, I had no money. Mm. By the next day, I was in London. Within one week, I was, I was a trading accountant on an oil and gas trading floor oh, in London, oh. earning six figures a year. Within another week, I had a job. I was, I was playing, a vi playing violin for a London orchestra. Within another week, I was a night auditor at Odeon Lister Square, one of the most iconic movie houses in the UK. And I was holding, I was doing those three jobs at once, so at once. Where did that come from? Because between the time of that, of that experience, when I was 14, 15, I also taught myself to play a violin, mm. also taught myself to paint. 
Because when you access the wisdom of the universe, when you touch, when you calibrate to the universal intelligence, there's nothing you cannot do. Mm. There is nothing you cannot do. For the next few years, I lived purely in the field of potentiality. And how that, how that works is that no amount of challenge that you experience does the human apply a meaning to. Because the human that applies the meaning to it is what stops us and blocks us. But in the field of potentiality, you observe. Like 10 months after I got this job, I was fired, right? Not because I couldn't do the work, but because I was not socialized and I wouldn't conform. I wouldn't conform. I, the, my spirit was my guidance, not mm. corporate, not what you demand of me. My spirit, my soul is my guidance. Mm. So I was not a conformist and they didn't know how to deal with me. So they paid me to just go quietly. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the money and I went but as a human I didn't apply meaning to that there was no because when we're fired how many times do we does our sympathetic nervous system get triggered and we like put a whole lot of meaning on it I'm not good enough and rage and and be angry and and all of those human emotions I didn't experience any of that mm. that's interesting okay and I went on I got another job as a and I counted in another oil and gas trading floor no big deal. And, and this is why I say that we have no idea when we're looking at potentiality from the mortal, from the human, we have no idea of our capacity, of, of the strength and the power that we have. And the power that the high levels of consciousness, emotions of love, compassion, empathy, appreciation and gratitude how powerful they are. And when we live in that, you understand that everything in life is on the way, there's nothing in the way, that everything is perfect. The challenges we experience are perfect. And the human cannot see it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's okay not to be able to understand it and see it, but if we can lean into it and trust that somehow, somewhere, this is an act of love. Where is that act of love? Where is it? How is this? serving how is this serving me and the greater community society planet evolution of, of humanity these are the questions we are wise to ask rather than the predictable questions that we tend to ask does that yes. make sense oh first of all thank you for sharing and transparency in all your heart i am um, i feel the the moment i read your your um, bio might I start to cry and I start to cry I remember reading it and I start to cry because of the love that you have for others and that capacity to have the compassion and strength and the the, the forgiveness and the the higher higher service that you are bringing to this world and I just want to Thank you so much for, for, for you, for your being and for listening to that girl at 14 years old and, and for taking it as the, the biggest commitment to yourself that this is what matters, that inner voice that we have sometimes that we are not able to trust in moments mm. And I wish for everyone listening and watching this that you will never have to experience anything 
that is so difficult. And I wish that for you. And I wish that for the world that we don't have to, unfortunately, even in those days we have, our human are suffering at the level that is completely incomprehensible for our human mind, completely. And yet you manage to, as a 14-year-old, connect to that inner knowing that there is something bigger. There is something bigger in your potentiality. And what I hear is that capacity to hold the vision for five, six more years of, I don't know when, I don't know how. Mm. And every day, my human will walk towards that vision because you took action. You start to play violin, you start to learn, you, to trade, you, you, you all this preparation that you did showing up for yourself every day amidst all this how how did you how can uh, more than how you did it how do you how can we empower others who are going through to those times that are challenging individual lives how do you keep that commitment to the the trust that that, that the potentiality of what's possible when there is no time because humans have this you know deadline feeling how do we take out time from the equation and trust that it's divine timing yeah that's a big that's a big one that time time is a is a is i think the kryptonite yeah. for people is that because everything if it if it doesn't happen in that time, they attach so much meaning. And, and especially when it comes to money, they apply, um, they, it's, a, it's not a shortage of money, it's more a shortage of time and people confuse that. But again, we have a, we have a, a misunderstanding of time because in the quantum field, there isn't the linear perspective of time that we understand in the in the world, which I think, which I believe is is a is a man-made construct in order for society to operate as it does. Mm. Um, so, like from in my own, just take my experience for example. Like, if I had have escaped in that time and forced it when I was fourteen or fifteen, would I have been the person to hold the energy to be able to move, get the money out of magic? in 24 hours, less than 24 hours and then be in London, would I have been then the person to be able to get a job in order to be self-sufficient, in order to be financially empowered? You know, at 15, what would I, what would my journey have been? Mm. So, you know, everything happens when you allow and you surrender to align timing, you surrender to trusting the process. It's one of the things, I, I don't get me wrong, during those years, you know when there was torture going on and all sorts of horrendous stuff going on it was not there was not like I wasn't in the zen state saying oh this would be fine you know, it's like no. no I was I was responding I was triggered I was angry I was hurt I was lonely I was sad I was tearful um but I always came back to my spirit I always came back to my soul always found my way back and then calmed the autonomic nervous system that's actually that by doing that that's what you do so you you, you biologically shift your state so mm -hmm. you're back into that knowing place and 
and I'm taking action, empowering myself just because I have faith. I've got no evidence, but I have faith that I know I will create the life that I desire. It, the, this And this is going to be the way because we are two components. We are our soul and spirit. We are also human. It's what I say, a life of mastery and self-governance is marrying what I call our inner technology with our outer technology. Our inner technology is our soul and our spirit and our outer technology is our human being. Marrying those together is where we experience the highest levels of self-mastery. Mm-hmm. And that is what we need. It's not easy because every fiber in the human, because we've promoted it to master, that's the society we live in. And we've got so much conditioning and so much coding, ancestral as well as our own experiences. When we are responding from within the human, it is the hardest thing mm-hmm. because our body works against us. Yeah. Because the body, when it's triggered, it gets triggered. It sends off the neurotransmitter transmitter sends off into our genes messages to say we're in high alert we're in stress and what happens is the energy centers that we have in our body then are depleted because it's trying to keep our body healthy trying to deal with the stress instead of being used as a powerful broadcaster into the universe connecting allowing us to connect to our superconscious and and the universe and feel one with the universe instead when we have suppressed energy centers, when we're body, our energy systems in our body is being used to manage stress, to stop disease in our body, to stop inflammation in our body. It we are we are going inwardly focused. We're we're not broadcasting. We're inward and we're in survival. Yeah. And it's in survival mode, which is where most people live most of the time. Everything is binary. It's either mm. there's predator or there's prey, and there's this constant polarized response system going on but when we step out of that out of that into the soul space there is only the higher level consciousness uh, emotions or the synthesized emotions of love compassion empathy gratitude and appreciation and your autonomic nervous system is then is allowed the space to do its work its real work and that is to empower our body to to build our to build our energy centers, to live in coherence and radiate out into the universe. And that's when we become one, because when we, when we go inward and we're responding to stress, we feel separate. Yeah. And that is that separation, that perceived separation we have as a human is, I honestly believe the source of all our suffering. Mm. So, separation, yes the body, the human body fighting against the deeper mission that we are here to do in our life, yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, that, that getting into that survival state where we are trying to protect our own body from disease mm. is disconnecting us from intuition, yes. from hearing that inner voice when someone says i don't have clarity i don't know my purpose there's a disconnection from that higher that we are blocking we're basically blocking our own um, mission our own path in life so how do we i mean it's a very big question but how do you do it when you work with your clients and your your community how do you start untangling that part how do we come back to the connection So essentially in my work, what I have done um, is I have studied this for like 25 years now. 
under, trying to understand, well, getting a deeper understanding as to my experience, why I responded the way I did, why I had that experience, how I managed it, why I held the line for all those years, how I was able to create from nothing magic. Mm. And, and like today, I live in Barbados, a tropical island uh, with the love of my life. Uh, we've been together for 22 years. Um, he's, we're business partners, we're lovers, we're best friends. It's an extraordinary life where we live. I've had many businesses in many different industries. There's nothing you, nothing I can't do. There's nothing I won't put my hand to. I just, that doesn't come into my sphere of awareness. I've studied it. What is it and what is it about society? that is stopping people doing that, being able to tap into that. I have come up with the trilogy of what I call the trilogy of transformation, um, which is the process I suppose in which I take people through, but it's a multi-faceted approach. First of all, the first thing, the very, very first thing is we have to learn to love anything that we don't love. Is anything in our life that we don't love is running us. It's running our autonomic nervous system. It's running our brain. It's running our human. It's running our destiny. It's creating a predictable outcome. It's, it's making sure that what we got yesterday will be the same as we get today and tomorrow. Nothing will change because any area of life that you're not in love with, it's gonna run you. It's gonna overpower you. Any area of life you're not empowered, you will be overpowered. And if you're not empowered financially, you cannot be empowered in life. That's what I've come to realize. So that's the first thing is I work, work, go through what are the things that are running you? What are the things you cannot put hand on your heart and say, I love you? One of the tormentors in my life was my father. Many, many years later, I went back to Ireland and I reported him. And again, this was soul led. I had no idea why I was doing it. There was no logic. Mm -hmm. And again, the police said, this is impossible. There's no ways we can, this is so long ago. We don't, there's like no ways. And sure enough, I said, okay, fine. They came back to me and said, you know what, we can do it. So they took the case and they, they, they investigated it. It took a few years and eventually went to the High Court of Ireland, a case like this had never happened. And then I asked something else that was really strange and I don't know why I did, I had no idea why I did it. I asked for it to be held out of camera. In other words, public. I had no idea why it had never been done anywhere in the world. I asked for it to be public. It was public, the judge allowed it to be public. You can imagine the media attention all mm. over the world, this mm. guy. Mm. He was sentenced and he was just one of them. He was sentenced to 54 years. Mm. A case like this had never been held. And the judge has said, there's never been anything like this in his, in his life uh, in, in the courts. A few years later, again, it wasn't that I wanted to get back at him. I knew that I wouldn't get my childhood back. I knew that everything, I, I was living a happy life by now. I was with my husband. We were in South Africa because I spent most of my adult life in South Africa. We had a wonderful life, but, and I, <clears throat> I couldn't understand this. Why was I drawn to do this? The outcome of that was that incidents of reporting um, child abuse, incest and rape went up something like 84% in Ireland as a result, which was good. Um, but the real, my real story, I believe is not what happened to me, but what happened next. I was back in South Africa and I got a phone call a few years after he went to jail. And um, the detective says, your, your father has been moved from jail to a hospice, he's dying. And I knew before I hung up, turned to Tiny, my husband, I said, I need to go back to Ireland. 
no idea why again it was my soul speaking it was guided i was being pulled magnetically pulled I, there was no human logic nothing involved i went back to ireland and of course the human in me was saying holding on to tiny for dear life saying you're coming with me you're coming with me and of course he was he, like he wasn't going to let me do it alone hmm. and you're coming into the room with me yeah so he was coming into the room with me and uh, we got to the hospice and the, and they say no, he would, my father won't see him. He'll only see me alone. So it was the hardest thing I ever did. Again, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just feel an overwhelming sense of knowing. Now walk into the room and I see him. And the first words out of my mouth was, Dad, thank you, I love you. And in that moment, everything made sense. Everything made sense because the release, I swear, I swear, because in that moment, I saw angels around me. It was the most glorious moment. It was the biggest gift the universe has ever given me to be able to face and say that, to share that with somebody who was obviously tormented himself. Okay. But to share that with somebody, share that with him and understand that this is what life is all about. Love, compassion, empathy, appreciation, and gratitude. And there is nothing that you could possibly experience that there is not an act of love. Mm. I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've experienced it. And there lies bliss, inner joy, happiness, and pure, beautiful, universal love. It is extraordinary. Mm. And I would love to just say this one other thing, because a lot of people are trapped, enraptured in the chaos that's going on in life at the moment. I mean, goodness gracious me, we've had a rough few years. Yeah. Right. It's been rough. It is rough. It is tough. It is hard. And it's chaos. I'm going to postulate a theory that I believe we're on the cusp of an evolutionary shift in society. We're in it, it's happening, mm. it's happening. We're in it, we can't stop it. It has gathered momentum so much. And the evidence of that momentum is in the chaos. That is evidence of the momentum mm. because people don't like change and that is happening. And this, this evolution I call the revolution. It's not a revolution of arms and weapons. It's a revolution of love, compassion, empathy, gratitude and appreciation. That extent of, if you understand the world as duality, the extent of which we see this chaos in the world, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, based on my own experience, that the equal amount of love, compassion, empathy, appreciation is there as well. It's just not as overt yet. Yes. Yet. It's growing. We can see it, can't we? Yeah. We can see that love. We can see the outpouring of love, the elevation of consciousness going on. But the media and, and the, the noise of the chaos is at the moment louder. But the other side will break through. It is building to a crescendo. There is nothing going to stop it now. Nothing. Yes. I, that's I just wanted to share that. Yes, and thank you so much for sharing that. I, I speak about... This morning, I spoke about the 
the power of finding the connection within the disconnection and choosing the connection, choosing the higher level of communication, empathy and love and being the bridge for that within mm. the chaos we can choose even if it's hard and it is hard it is uncomprehensible and it might feel easier to blame and to be angry and because it is easier it is in our human our human yeah. wants to say no it's not possible and blame and find a way to say that there is somebody else and yes there is but also it's all in us as well. If we are cre continuously creating that disconnection, if we continue to, to choose to speak our words of either unity or blame, either anger or love, empathy, compassion, and it's something we almost have to relearn because many times it does not come from childhood. It does not come from education to know how to have the empathy i'm born in uh, in russia with ukrainian uh, my mother said it's all ukrainian and i remember that in a, as a child we were not allowed to cry it was in in the culture the emotional was that we don't cry we it's not strong as and a very strong female lineage of my mother my grandmother and that that feeling of emotions are not strong emotions are not leadership and it took me many years to allow myself to say but actually I do care and actually me having tears in my eyes as we speak about it it's not making me less of a leader it's if me showing up and being my my human self have an open heart leading myself through the duality and love and forgive and walk with that even if even when it's the hardest thing we can do that in my opinion makes us conscious leaders and that is where the connection comes back the 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 looking away the turning the other side because it's too painful and staying mm. in the mind is the disconnection from that where we are yeah. going and as i am navigating this as we are recording this my my heart my hardest my biggest message today is don't close your heart don't close to that feeling of love and empathy and compassion that we are all feeling human because we are all one right there's if you're feeling something i am feeling that when i'm closing that i'm not only closing that to you i'm closing it to myself and i think that Real, realizing that the disconnection we're creating because we don't want to feel is at some point the, in the chaos we are going to feel yes now we are feeling we are all feeling yeah 100 percent and getting yeah and we the more we try and stop it the more we're handbreaking ourselves in our life yeah and we're only hurting ourselves when we do that yeah so. and the higher level if we talk about universal intelligence <laughs> this conversation is so powerful it's almost like we talk about the individual resistance of being on our path if we talk about the collective resistance of going there you we're know we're seeing that we're yeah. seeing that we are seeing that collective resistance absolutely 100 percent and it's only because people don't understand 
they don't understand. They don't understand because everyone knows that we, we intuitively know that we're in this evolution that's happening. Yes. And on the, on the chaos side, people are trying to find solutions within the limitations of the human rather than stepping back and connecting to their higher self or there's people who are adding to the chaos because they want to try and stop it or hold on to it or whatever are their drivers. So you've got so many different um, parts playing out in the chaos when actual fact the only true answer is to step out, reconnect to source yeah. and contribute again to the global evolution that is inevitably happening. Yeah. So, but there is a collective resistance uh, without a doubt, as you say. Yeah, and yeah. it's also for the animal protection. It's environment. It's not. It's it's a human centered, but it's also planet centered. We are yes. avoiding seeing so much that feels so painful somehow that we are not in control. That we don't. We cannot. Yes. But we can. <laughs> that's as uh, we as we can. Yeah. We absolutely can. That that's what you mentioned as well. As an individual level, but also in the collective level, we have the potential to hold the vision and play our violin and wait oh. for that moment to appear in a divine timing, even in the challenge. And yes. this lessons of yours are so important i i truly hope that the ones listening and watching that you're taking the time to to let this sink in for you on an individual level and feel it because this is a emotional conversation and this conversation is all about feeling it in your body and seeing how does this land and i would like to ask you judy is there any advice you can give for the ones listening and watching on how do you, in this time, tune into that? Where do you start? Breathe. <laughs> breathe. Breath is the medicine of life. So breathe. So when you're finding yourself triggered, <clears throat> breathe. Um, and start, list, write down the things that you've experienced in your life or are experiencing that are triggering you, you can't love. And start playing devil's advocate, right? You don't have to commit to it, just play devil's advocate and start saying, okay, so what if this is an act of love? Where is it? So you, know, you can do it in a way that's safe for the human, that the human doesn't feel like it's giving up control, okay? And just start playing with it because in the, in the finding the love is the pathway that will unfold, the light that will shine, shine for you to, to take to an evolutionary quantum leap of your growth and what you can contribute to your, yourself, your family, your community and society as a whole. Mm. That is the key. Unlocking that is the first step. Mm. Thank you, Judy. And everyone, do take a moment to breathe and do these exercises to play the devil's advocate and find, find where there is some answers that you might have not seen because it's not linear. It's not in the time. It's, it's a bigger conversation to have with yourself and with your soul. And Judy, this has been a true honor to have to speak with you and 
I'm so grateful and thankful for myself and for the whole community that you took the time and and shared from your heart, from your gifts, and from all your experience and your your life journey. I I am deeply, deeply touched by your soul and your, the the gifts that you're bringing to the world. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the space and for creating the space for the people that you're serving. Thank you so much. Oh, pleasure, Judy. And I would love to hear where can people go deeper with your work? How can they explore your universe of services and programs and, and support? Um, I have a Facebook group. I'm most active in Facebook. Uh, not so much Instagram yet. Haven't got a handle on that yet. <laughs> but Facebook, oh, for all its sins. But <laughs> I um, attuned to wealth. I've got a group called Attuned to Wealth where people are very welcome to join. Um, and I have a new program actually, and I think it would be really, really powerful for people who want to experience tapping into the soul. And that is what I call the uh, unified meditation technique. What I have learned, because I mentioned it during our conversation, is that there's a lot of talk about uh, coherence, being heart coherence. There's a lot of Mm. talk about meditation. There's a lot of talk about um, chakras and activating energy centers. And they're always kept, they're always separate. Mm. So what I have learned that is that we are wise to have heart brain coherence activated energy centers and meditation but the problem is so many people get into knots about meditation they don't understand it they don't know how to do it but when you combine these three it is the most extraordinarily powerful experience mystical experience you have Mm. so i have actually managed to put it together in a program um, which i'll be starting in april may um, if anyone would love to join it is a journey. It is a, it's a bl- blissful journey um, where we merge the three together and you will experience mystical moments on that journey. I can promise you that. Beautiful. I will share all this in the description below so you can go and discover this program and do this Facebook group as well. Do let us know in the comment below what you're taking away from today and how this is landing for you. This is really a dialogue with us here, but also with you listening and watching. I want you to feel involved and find your space to sit at this table of conversation as we are going deeper into the topics of legacy, creating legacy, really tapping into our power into our heart into our mission judy thank you so much and everyone who listened and watched thank you for being here with us today and uh, until next time have a wonderful day bye bye